Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear... Now, it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway, so go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comic Pop. I'm Sal. I'm Ben. And I'm Tiffany. Today, we're just going to take a topic ripped straight from the comic book headlines and then hash it out for you guys, and then you can take the conversation and carry it on in the comments down below. Today, we're going to talk about the, uh, the versus topic of what's better arguably and this is not necessarily there's no definitive answers i don't think it's just ah kind of, but we might come up but who knows yes uh what's better just creating brand new characters in the mainstream big two universe or letting new characters inhabit the roles of established popular characters i cite uh the all new all different marvel replacing wasp captain america spider-man etc etc or in dc having people sub in for batman or becoming new supermen and so forth okay. uh should they just start making new characters and just pushing them really hard or should they just try and uh try and let younger newer folk inhabit these iconic roles I mean, which is better arguably and uh, and really where does that go where does that conversation take us so uh i've seen a lot of chatter about this topic and i've just off oh the, yeah off the bat you know like i've seen marvel push new characters and in fact dc is going to be starting to create and roll out new characters after the 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 dark the dark metal stuff they're going to start making new yeah no question it's going to be uber metal but they're going to be creating new characters and putting them out there and trying new stuff and pushing them remember mosaic no yes yeah yeah because we read an issue of it did we i didn't did we no oh we would never review mosaic why? Why didn't we care about Mosaic? Was it because he was a crappy character? Because arguably there are some people who say that he's a really great character. Um, or was it because Marvel insisted upon him? Or was it because there's just so many damn characters I, I just don't have time or money to allot it to a new guy when I, when I regularly buy Spider-Man? But that's kind of a different conversation. Like mm. You're questioning why don't people like new characters. Right. We want to discuss... Yes. Is, what, which, what's better? What's yeah. a better move? I think it depends on the intent Right. Oh, well, and then by that I mean, look at um, Ms. Marvel. Yes. Ms. The original Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, I think is more successful as Captain Marvel. She was an Air Force captain. Yes. So it just technically makes sense. is a captain. And while yes, I appreciate the like, the lineage and the heritage of keeping up Ms. Marvel being the first character to carry the mar- moniker Ms. after it was created. Yeah, there's some feminist undertones. It, it means something. Exactly. It does mean something. It's not just feminizing a Captain Marvel character. No, but like I do, I, I like. Kamala Khan filling that role, being a fan of Ms. Marvel and wanting to take up that mantle, but not being her 100%. Oh, being think, a very different kid. Yeah, I, but I think that's a good example of that working. I agree with that. I think that's definitely... I think that everyone would agree that Ms. Marvel succeeded. And I think it's because they went in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't just like, here's a character, 
uh, that you know the name of, they're doing something pretty much like the other character. Like, uh, in the 80s, um, Jim Rhodes took over for Tony Stark and became Iron Man. Right. And it wasn't, like, a big thing where they put it in every USA Today article. They didn't write a, you know, Wall Street Journal analysis about what that meant for the culture. It was just... Well, Rhodes is my friend. It would be like if, you know, I wasn't here and then one of you subbed in for me. Like, that's what it would be like. And it was just a natural progression of the character. But think about this. Without creating new characters, you're not going to have an expanded universe. Without creating new characters, you're not going to have any superheroes. Well, you're not going to have Jim Rhodes to sub in for Iron Man once in a while. (laughs) You're not going to have the X-Men. You're not going to have Superman. Those were all created. Those were all new when they were. No, I, I, I see what you're saying, but... It's easier to sell a book based on the legacy and history of a character than it is to sell a book... Or to try and start a new one. Yeah, exactly. In a world where it is a Marvel or DC universe, you're more successful in creating characters in independent books. Mm. Because those books typically aren't tied to one another. I, You know what I mean? Well, like, and the built-in audience for independent comics is expecting new and different characters. Mm-hmm. It's expecting a character that they've never seen before. It's in fact, maybe even seeking that kind of experience when you i guess you're you're implying that a regular consistent marvel dc reader is a marvel dc reader because they're i'm here for superman yeah i'm here and for because, batman like you said it's a shared universe yeah, yeah yeah i mean here's a really terrible analogy okay <laughs> i love dynasty warriors okay and they keep adding characters to it right like, or, did from... they exist in history though? i'm sure they did okay. and they like to some degree but they keep adding them in right and they might be fine characters and they might have rich histories and some of them i'm like oh that's cool at the end of the day i just want to play the original guys you're like i'm still playing lubu and, well, I never play Lupo, I gotta tell you. But, like, Guan Yu and, like, you know, Sao Sao and all that. Like, that's who I want to play. Right. Because I like their stories. And I've played them a thousand times and I don't care. Mm, so that's, let's translate that into this. It's like, okay, Marvel, you've created some new characters. Look at them go. But at the end of the day, I want to read about Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> so the, does it work? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, because I bought that game. Because yes. I liked... I like the repetition of it, but I recognize it as repetition. Yeah, so you're not, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not breaking new ground. No. With Dynasty Warriors 12. And I 12. know that, and I and I willingly go into it. Yeah. On the other hand, I am an independent comic reader. Yes. And you you, you, read, <laughs> you, you buy other games that are not established franchises. I do, franchises, I do. Like The Strange, for Yeah, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I can see both sides of this coin. Fair enough. I was wondering, does it make more sense, especially when you take a, uh, a, a brand? Right. And put a new character into them. Right, like Thor. Like Thor. Yeah. Or someone who is always constantly changing. Like, imagine the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, okay. Which you are very familiar with. So you've got Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You've got Miles Morales. Yes. You've got Gwen Stacy right now. Yeah. You've got Spider-Man universe. 2099. Yes. You've got to- so many different characters that can be a Spider-Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they have their own merits? Or... In a, in a sense, are they just diluted versions of Spider-Man? Right. And do you just want to go back to See, that? that's the thing. For me, in the Spider-Man world, um, the more Spider-Characters, the worse it gets because I think you are diluting the brand. That said, there were characters they created over time that have since then contributed their own legacy and their own character. Spider-Woman, for example. Jessica Drew is her own Spider-Woman. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think Julia Carpenter was her own Spider-Woman. And then okay. she became Madam Web and so forth. But, like, the more Spider-Men you add, which is why I was never a big fan of Spider-Verse, because it was like, hey, look how interchangeable and disposable these characters <laughs> are. They're all the same. Look at how unremarkable Peter Parker's story is when it comes down to it. Because okay. there's a thousand of him. 
You know, not just like, oh, Spider-Man 2099 kind of works because Miguel O'Hara is not Peter Parker. Very different character. And in a very different setting. And he's set apart from Spider-Man. Here's what's funny about Spider-Man just in general. Right. Because for the most part, what you're talking about is more or less the creation of new characters who happen to have spider powers. Exactly. It's very but, rare. Yeah, Miles like, Morales is not happened. Peter Parker. It has happened where people have taken up the mantle of the Spider-Man. Yeah. But, for the most part, it is just new characters being created. Yes, new characters that have spider powers. Right. Because they find a brand that works. Yeah, because they're like, well, we're just going to make him Spider-Man. Like, right. well, and But I that's, think that's what's so and, weird about that. Well, that, that gets back to your thing about intent. Because yes. Is it because, you know, somebody has a great idea for this character and them having spider powers is just incidental or integral to their character? Mm-hmm. Or is it because someone, an editorial, or someone who wants to make a lot of money says, you know what I've noticed? People like the spider powers and the costume. And if we put those together and then we apply them to any character I create, I will. I am guaranteed sales. And yeah. if that's the case, that sucks. Mm. Like, that sucks. And I think it sucks because not only does it, will it, will it ultimately ring hollow? You know, it, it, people will, they say that, in, especially in art, the cream rises to the top. Yeah. You know, and so if your character is made for selfish reasons and it doesn't have any real integrity, then the readers will, 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 will tell you by not buying it. Right, right. Uh, but at the same time, then we have a Harley Quinn book. Or you have a... Which I'm not a huge fan of. That's fair. I mean, like, listen, Harley Quinn is one of the four pillars of the DC Comics right. and she's a, a good example of a new character yeah. created that, you know, had nothing to do with taking up the mantle of another. No. Just a new character created that everyone now enjoys. Oh, it was literally like a Robin to Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And, but... but like a part timer, yeah, and then became literally one of the four things that keeps DC afloat. Exactly, but I think right now um, people tend to uh, not care for new characters because we've seen too many new characters created as plot devices. That's true. Um, and if I could cite Ulysses from Civil War Two, yeah. Although it's interesting, I always hated Layla Miller. She was created. She's the Ulysses of the House of M. Mm-hmm. And yet. Uh, Peter David and some other writers did interesting things with her. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what they did with her was, I want to do something with the character I want to create, and I guess I'll just call her Layla Miller. Like, I'll just take that character and then put her name on whatever. She there, There's no real progression for Layla right, Miller. It's right. literally one day, she's somebody else. Like, okay. they, just, they just start writing her as somebody else. So... Because she went from not interesting to interesting, but not because of a character progression. Let me ask you now, um, Jane Foster... Yes. Thor. Jane Foster, established character. Right, though. established character becomes Thor. Is mm-hmm. she now a new character, or is she just taking up the mantle right? of Thor? That's, okay, so I think that Jason Aaron would argue that she's Thor. Okay. That there is, she didn't become female Thor. The idea of, like, girl Thor, or she Thor, or, you know, that Thor is not the, the, the message he wants to present. It's mm-hmm. not what he looks at it when he writes Thor. Right, he sees Thor. Thor. That's the original Thor. Thor. Even though there's a physical being also named Thor that's over there. Yeah. And that for me is like, you can't have that. And I don't mean like, you can't do it because obviously they have done it to some acclaim. Mm -hmm. I just mean that you muddy the waters. And I don't mean like you needed to kill Odinson. Right. But if there's two physical beings named Thor, someone came first you know and and it's not just because she picked up a hammer and she has powers doesn't mean that she's that guy over there 
Right. You know, if you if he disappeared, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If she picked up the hammer and then he Whoa! and then Un- was unmade. That yeah, it was unmade. That would be now she's Thor. Right. But because she was just she is made in in place next to Thor, she will always be another Thor. And by maybe for some people she is the definitive Thor. And that's fair. And I don't even I'm not even arguing the merit or or or, or negatives mm-hmm. of James Foster being Thor, but I think that like it's just in, it's in the execution. Yeah, it is in the execution. Um I know uh, there's a hot-button issue with Inhumans and the fact that it's so easy to just make characters now because of the oh, Terrigenesis. Yes. Um, so for me, that comes down to intent as yeah, well. Yeah, but like, you know what? In the 90s, same exact thing with mutants. Yes. yes. And in fact, there was a decree from on high that was like, we're making action figures. Make as many new mutants as you can so we can churn right. out into a piece of plastic. And so that's why you saw so many mutants. And, and that's intent. Yeah, but you know what's funny? The, the writers who got the characters were like, I have to create characters. First of all, woe is me, I have to create. Damn it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also like, but there's a quota of creation. Yeah. Some things are... Marrow is not going to be a long-lasting character unless you carry over her as an example of things that you shouldn't create. Right, right. <laughs> like I just did. Again, Kamala Khan, Inhuman. Good example. Um, yeah. uh, Ulysses, I, bad. Right, I have another good one, in my opinion. I know that people might not agree with me, but Kid Kaiju. Right. Um, I think Cullen Bunn put a lot of thought and effort into that character. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you agree with him being an Inhuman or not, I think as a character, I like him. And I guarantee you, if they made Kid Kaiju 15 years ago, he would have been a mutant. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it, absolutely. Because it's easier. It's an easy... He was born that way. Yeah. But it's so easy. Because the story that they tell about him is something that is interesting. And intrinsically yeah. inhuman? No. It's, oh. it's intrinsically monster. I see. <laughs> see now, but, but by the way, I think that's more inhuman than mutant. Yeah. Because because inhumans are monsters. They they get they get cocooned. Right. And then they metamorpho. Oh, well, no, that's not monsters. Those are insects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but a giant insect becomes a monster. Only if it starts attacking a city. <laughs> it's going to. Like if a, if you grew a mosquito to be the size of a car, it would attack people because well, I mean, it would want to suck That's only you. if it could hold up its own weight. That's fair. Yeah, it would be crushed under its own uh, <laughs> under its own weight. Although if you're dealing with pin particles, then it's a different story. Well, there you go. Thank you. Okay, here's an idea: Hank Pym becoming Giant Man. Right. Yeah. He keeps... when he's no longer Ant Man. Yeah. Is he then a new character, or does he just have a new power? Mm. You know. Uh, yeah, that's a good question because, like, with Hank Pym, he has become. Yellow Jacket, Wasp, Giant Man, Ant Man. Like, he has been many characters. Okay. And Scott Lang was Ant Man as well. Well, then, okay, is it based on the mantle you take up, or the name you take, or the person who's. Yeah, like, well, for me. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I'm not a huge Ant Man fan. So, like, I don't have a dog in that fight. You know, okay. if somebody's like, who's the one true Ant Man? I'd be like, I don't know. I mean, like, Hank Pym's been. Here's the thing Scott Lang has always been one character. Right. He's always chosen to be Ant-Man. Right. Hank Pym has wanted to be like nine different people. So if it's a case of who wants it badly, right. okay. I'll give it to so, Scott. But right. like if it's Batman, like who's Batman? For some people it's Dick Grayson because he did such a great job. And because it was so well executed. A lot of people are like, that's my favorite era of Batman was when Dick Grayson took over. For me, Batman is and always shall be Bruce Wayne. Okay. So with Ant-Man, yeah. you know... He's a character. He has interesting stories. He uh, certain ant- which Ant Man? Uh, just in general. Okay. Ant so Man, the character. Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, some Ant Man. Yes, Ant Man. Ant Man have been known to do uh, despicable things. Right. Some cannot escape it. Yeah. Some no, are... but 
Did he? No, he was at, he was Yellow Jacket during that time. Well, okay. so he didn't he didn't besmirch the Ant Man. Oh, great, awesome. So, but it's seemingly it's less important who's who is behind the mask of Ant Man mm-hmm. than to just have Ant Man. Yeah. Whereas with Superman, yes, it is important. Kal El, Clark Kent, and Superman all need to be on the same page, right? Because it has to do with his legacy. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't there a legacy to Ant-Man? Well, I'm not saying that, but I think it's it's, it's different. different. And is it interesting because Superman simply is who he is. Clark Kent is almost a mask. Yeah, Clark yeah. Kent is Superman. Like, Ant-Man is just the name that I use when I talk to ants. <laughs> but, like, if I were to be big, then I'm going to call Giant Man. It would be weird to be called Ant-Man. Yeah. But, like, Superman, whether he's asleep or he's at work or he's going to the bathroom, he's always Superman. Right. And I'd say it's more important to recognize the character that you're reading because here's the thing. If Peter Parker is going to sell a book where he is... Is just the CEO of a company and right. is never Spider-Man. And he's not Spider-Man, yeah. I'm not buying that book. No. No, it's true. And if you want to make somebody else Spider-Man and let him do that, like, then, interesting. Then do Superior Spider-Man because... Well, well, he did and it was great. I know, that's what I'm saying, but, like, that's an example of... What's weird about that is that it's still the same character. It's still the same guy, but oh. he had a different... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting... That was a great execution of that trope. Yes, and again, that comes down to the intent, which I think leads me to another good example of a... Good changing of the mantle mm-hmm. in Robin. Yeah. Yeah, Robin is an identity. It's not about who is Robin. No, but and each person who takes up the mantle of Robin brings bring something, something else to the table. Agreed. But the changing of the guard via Robin always makes, well, for the most part, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and there's... A leg- Until it's Damien. <laughs> well, there's a legitimate reason People like Damien. behind it. Yeah, you know? yeah, Like, yeah. Dick grew up. Right, Jason died. Yeah. You know, like, and so... They forgot about Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, there's a lot of uh, reasons why they move on. Yes, exactly. But, yeah. Um, Now, here's where we get into some gray area that I don't know how far we want to delve in, especially since this conversation is kind of wrapping up. But I do want to make note of it, especially in the more recent um, Marvel news in general. A character like Riri Williams. Right. Riri Williams debuted in an Iron Man book. They sold her before they even had a name for her character as Iron Man. Riri Williams was billed as a replacement Iron Man. Even yep. though she never really technically was Iron Man. She didn't impersonate Iron Man. She didn't right. like, take up the mantle of Iron Man. Although she thinks that she's take up the mantle. Like, Doctor Doom is more an Iron Man than she is. She's a new character called Ironheart. Yeah. yeah. Even though Marvel's trying to build... Even though she's headlining... The Iron Man book. Right. If they had a lot of faith in the Ironheart character, then put out a book called Ironheart. Right. Why is she in the Iron Man but book? will people buy that? No! And <laughs> that's the issue. Right. And that's the que- And that's really, at the end of the, at the, end of the but, day, it's about sales. Right. And I, but I do think that Riri Williams and Jane Foster show us two different intents. Yes. Two different executions of the same idea. Yep. And two different intents behind them. Yep. And I think one is more successful because there was a clear-cut intent, and the other one is less so because they weren't... 100%. Yeah, they didn't go full. They didn't back it. No, they didn't. In, in, Which is weird because if if you don't believe in it, you don't have a shortage of other things you could do or mm-hmm. other characters you could use. Yeah. But did they learn from the Thor problem where they, they're not calling her Iron Man because they still plan on bringing Iron Man <laughs> back at some point? Yeah. But with Thor, you have Odin's son... And you have a book called Unworthy Thor, that, that's and you assume over, that he'll some, take over. Yeah, you assume at some point, since that Thor still exists, he will then become Thor again. Right. Possibly. I mean, I think with Iron Man, they are hedging their bets because they have two Iron characters right now who aren't either of them are Tony Stark. Yes. And so I, I think 
when it comes down to it, it, it just they didn't believe in one over the other. Mm. If you were to do a split decision right now, right? what would you prefer? You know, it's funny. I've seen so many new characters created that are just utterly disposable. And I've seen better executions in the replacement of the legacy character than mm-hmm. I have in the execution of the big two engineering a new character. Right. Um, so, if gun to my head, I gotta say, I think I've seen a better executed legacy replacement than I've seen a new character. Although I think that flies in the face of creativity, and I think that I would rather it be the opposite. I'd rather love Mosaic. I'd rather love to see new characters fill up the area. I'd love to see the young Avengers become the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know? But I d- but they're not publishing young Avengers books. But, like, that hasn't worked out to your favorite. It didn't yet. work. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't worked. And I don't know why, but uh, but I've seen... I, I, I think it's more successful, but I've, I think at the end of the day, replacing legacy characters is more successful. But I'd rather see new crea- new characters created. I can get behind that. I think from a marketing standpoint, it's easier... It's way easier to just replace the old character. Yeah. I, I, I think um, right now, with the landscape the way it is, um, that they're too afraid yeah. to try a new character. Which is weird because both of the big two are subsidized by large corporations. No, they are. They are. So there's absolutely no reason to be afraid of change and difference. Yeah. Although, it's funny because Marvel made some significant changes and differences. Right. And it resulted in deteriorating sales and a lot of heavy criticism. Right. And and again, I, I'm only thinking from Marvel and DC. Yeah. Because in Image, it's a totally different topic. In Image, it's a totally different topic because like, I'm reading Saga and they're constantly bringing in new characters. Yeah, and or like, Invincible's creation and how successful he was. Right, exactly. But like, I'm used to reading books where characters are brought in. And then killed and then or killed move on. And killed or whatever, on. but like, yeah. they're brand new. Just there they are. Yeah. And I'm totally okay with it. But I think... In terms of Marvel and DC, it's, like you said, it's more successful. Yeah. It may not be right, but it's more successful. What do you think? Uh, I'd rather see the creation of new characters, but in order to do that, especially with Marvel and DC, I want to see the current characters not having books being written about them. Mm. I think it... I like, think, stop making a Spider-Man book like, if you're going to make a new Spider-Man yeah, character. Yeah, if you're going to make a new Spider-Man character, stop selling the other Spider-Man book. Or if you're going to create an entirely new character with their own different powers, maybe cut back on some of the other titles so that there isn't so much competition wow. so that it doesn't look like that character's failing just because they're not making the sales. I completely agree with the concept of reducing and, the amount yeah, of sales. Yeah, it will never work. Yeah, I really like the idea of reducing the amount of books you make and kind of forcing the... Like, just just forcing the market to start buying these right. new characters. But here's the thing. You don't. You, you, that's really hypocritical because you hate that they're forcing you to read Inhumans. They're not forcing me to read Inhumans. No, I just they're don't. They're forcing Inhumans into <laughs> your yeah, books. They are, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're insisting on the Inhumans. They insist yes. upon it. Yes. But that's a conversation. That's for another, another that's another topic. Oh. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll see you guys next time with another topic, of course. But thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And, of course, let us know what do you think in the comments down below. Keep it civil and above the belt, as Tiffany used to say on an old that's show we right. used to do. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week with another episode. I'm Sal. I'm Ben. And I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot for watching. Oh. Thank you.